Welcome to Ranch Girl Rants Podcast, where a couple of cowgirls talk about pretty much everything. Social issues, current events, true crime cases, ranch living, and we even delve into the hunt for Bigfoot. This podcast may contain strong language and is suitable for mature audiences. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Jan. And I'm Denise. And we are Ranch Ranch Girl Girl Rants. And on this episode, we're going to talk about wildfire. And if you live in Northern California, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, the whole damn state pretty much state Not of california the horse that runs away in the night <laughs> <laughs> and they call him wildfire that song used to make me that freaking song. cry oh it was terrible oh i love it was michael martin murphy wow and he also did the song i had the album girl oh, i had the album he was carolina in the pines that was a great album huh yeah you gotta get it well, michael look at martin you, murphy. just a plethora ah uh, no i'm a music girl that's say. So we we uh, both were touched by wildfires. Um, I was evacuated. Um, Rose and I were evacuated for a week um, in oh, October last year, and it was it was scary. And you know, live on a small piece of land with grass and trees and oaks and this and that. But uh, when you get woken up, you see glow of red all you know on the hilltops all around your place. And um, at two or one thirty in the morning, something like that. And what you woke you up? Well, I mean, uh, so what f- woke me up was kind of good, but you know, I I I was I kind of got in trouble because I didn't uh, bring the outdoor umbrella into the garage, and the wind was like sixty-five miles an hour. That and we're in Yuba County, and sixty-five miles an hour, and apparently, um, Rosa heard the uh, umbrella fly out of the table and <laughs> freaking snap in half in the yard, and she's ranting at me about that, and I'm up there rolling my eyes, going, "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, leave me alone," you know. When she caused her to come downstairs and look outside and see this umbrella and this wind and then look and see fire surrounding, you know, we're kind of in a bowl surrounding us. And, um, uh, you need to come down here right now. I looked, I came down, looked out the kitchen window and it, just as a highway patrol was driving down our street on an, inter, on a, uh, on his PA, which you could never understand. I was going to say, did he sound like that? Sounds like a New York subway announcement. Yeah. You know, yeah, no kidding. And, uh, the thing about that is that, you know, we've got neighbors that are down these roads that are off the main road that but nobody even knows that people are back there. You're and they the, don't I mean, this it. is woodsy where you are. Yeah, and you're you surrounded don't hear, by you steep You don't hills. hear someone, a cop on the street, on a PA. You don't hear them. And so Rosa literally went down their driveway, which is about a 500-yard drive, you know, in length, went down and banged on their door and woke them up, and that's got them going. Um, anyway, so you're standing there in your living room going, what the hell do I take with me? And so you, you know, it it would be very good for everyone now to think about okay whatever natural disaster what would you take with you and, what, and you're panicked you're absolutely you're, panicked yeah well you have to you, it takes a while to register what's happening that this is reality this isn't this isn't funny i'm gonna shoot you what <laughs> oh I'm, that makes noise it i was hearing the microphone i mean my headphones <clears throat> okay so you okay, know so i have an edit Okay. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Really, everyone needs to think about. You know, have a go bag. You know, clothes, toiletries. Because when, uh, and then you know, we have to consider. We had two horses and four dogs to get going, so everything went really smoothly. Unbelievable, but it did. And we got them all loaded up, and I didn't have to chase horses around in the middle of the night in the field, which was I was very grateful for because sometimes that happens. 
um, and the dogs and this and that. And then we go, and then we were gone for a week, uh, staying at different ranches, you know, for the put the horses up, um, have a dressing room in the trailer with four dogs, not a thing to wear, no toiletries, no extra snacky foods or nothing like that. Um, yeah, there are businesses open, but you know, we had to buy all that stuff. Did we, you have gas in your truck? Yep. Because a lot of times people will roll into their driveways with an empty yeah. tank thing. I'll do Not it tomorrow. Yeah. And you live in the country, you're a long way from a gas station. Yeah. And I, and I would suggest backing vehicles in if you, you know, in, in, in a targeted area, like flood areas too. You know, we've got uh, major dams above and around Oroville. So tell everybody Bullards. what happened when you did roll out of here where you went first. Well, we went to neighbors down the and, road. And what happened? Didn't they get, did you get evacuated a second oh, time? Oh, yeah, I got chased out of there, too. Uh, it, the deputy was about ready to shoot all of us because we were just kind of, like, digging in. I'm uh -huh. like, no, I'm not moving again. And uh, we, we pretty much spent the night in the truck, and then and there's a peak that separates the neighbor's house from our place. And so we watched the fire literally climbing over the peak down towards where our house is and, you know, the, the whole time wondering whether or not your house is going to be there when you get back. And then we went, um, then we went to other parts and, you know, and part of, I'm um, part of, at the point, at that point I was part of search and rescue. So I was busy that whole week, uh, either evacuating large animals or feeding them for the community. And I think the, the posse did a great job doing that and, and really served the community well. But yeah, here, you're, you're there, you're standing there. I'm like, okay, got to go into the gun safe, get the guns, got to get the important paperwork out. That's all I could think of in my head at that point. And the animals, obviously, but not dog food, not food for the horses, not food for you, not toothpaste, you know, simple things. So have a go bag ready. That's my, you know, message right. of the day. <clears throat> and then you have timelines. So what if you didn't have enough time to get your horses out? What if that fire was coming right down that hill and there was no, it was like you run for your life. You just open the gate and let them go. I, yeah, that's, that would be my recommendation because you don't want them trapped. Right. And there was many pieces of property where the horses were, you know, standing on a little patch of green, like right. four of them, you know, barely like an island, you know, um, where the field was burnt around them. Just a few weeks ago, we had a grass fire, a big, fast moving grass fire. I mean, it took out 30 acres in just a matter of minutes and it was roaring right towards our house. And we weren't even home when it first started. We got a text from my neighbor, and she says, hey, where are you guys at? And we were just coming home from Reno. We were probably about 15 minutes away from home. She said, hurry up, get home. There's a big fire here, and it's really close. And so we went racing home. And we're like, okay, I'm watching this, and it's kind of coming towards my horse pasture. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting ready to get these horses out of here and at least move them, and mm -hmm. at least move them to another pasture. And by that time, the air tankers were coming over, and the helicopter was you know, getting water out of the Camp Far West Lake. And, and, um, and about that time, a police officer comes up the driveway and gets says, okay, you guys need to get ready to evacuate. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then <laughs> your mind just goes blank. Mm -hmm. Now I'm now I'm no longer a spectator. It's, in law enforcement, we call it condition black. Oh, girl, I'm, <laughs> I'm no longer a spectator. It's blank. Now I'm like an active participant. Yeah, now you have to start thinking. I have to start freaking to thinking, oh, okay, what, what should we do first? Get these horses out of here. Okay, we're going to get the horses out of here. We got them out of the pasture, put them in the round pen. And now I'm running into the house going, okay, I got to get out. I got to get some decent clothes on because I'm just in my shorts and flip-flops, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I'm like, okay, I at least want to get some boots on or whatever. So mm -hmm. I'm just, and I'm like running around like a crazy woman. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't even gotten to the part where I needed to get the important papers. I'm still trying to get my shit my body dressed getting important papers whatever 
and and the go bag I had no go bag and i'm going and then all of a sudden they got the fire out but oh my god yeah it's we're thinking it's about crazy. It's we very... failed that drill we failed failed <laughs> and you were one of the first female wildland firefighters i know see Shame if i was you. on a fire truck i can take care of business well, right. but you know i'm on my own my well, own trying to get my shit out it's the same with the cops you know Damn. it's like cops are the worst victims of crime ever because they just don't on that that role is something that they don't are not used to you know they're usually right. comforting or taking a report from someone else but when it happens to you just like with the fires, you know, you being a firefighter. Yeah, you, you're in a different, completely looking at it from a completely different oh point of view. God. And, you know, we get a little arrogant with it. Like, uh, how come I can't get more information? You know, I know my buddy Bill works, you know, and it's just a different role that you have to look at. You have to look at it from both sides. Right. Well, I, I told Alex, I said, look, we got to have a plan. We have a, and I used to volunteer for the Red Cross for a minute and, but they have like these 15 minute plans, 20 minute plan, you know, hour plans, you know, uh, longer plans. I mean, God, people that are in the hurricane zone, should they have days to plan, you know, right. people that are in tornadoes have zero planning. Um, they're screwed. Yeah, and why go back <laughs> to the shit, same place? Because that shit happens in the middle of the night while the you're sleeping. The tornadoes didn't, like in Oklahoma, wasn't there one path that kept returning to the oh same Oh my god. Path. Oh yeah, to... let's go back and build another or roll another mobile in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just come on. It's like you really want to live there bad living underground. It's called a clue. It's oh, called a god. message. Well, the same people that <laughs> build in the fire zones and those what's always on fire in San Diego County. Mm. Those places that were on fire every year. Malibu, Malibu burns every year, but they mm -hmm. just keep rebuilding the mansions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. It's well, almost like, oh, let's have our annual fire and, annual, annual, and our annual rebuilding of the mansion. In the early 80s, when I was in the California Conservation Corps, real like 81, uh, I had to drive my crew over the Golden Gate Bridge to Marin County because a whole hillside landslide collapsed and took out houses. Just, you know, the neighbor's house would be sitting there and it would be severed right at their adjoining deck. They had an upstairs adjoining deck and then one house was gone and the other one was there. But it was like, you know, they built these little houses on stilts on the edge of these mountains. And then when the rain hit, uh, it was just devastating. And it just wiped them out. It took a day, almost a complete day, to find this one woman. Oh she was God. under like 10 foot, feet of mud. Wow. And me and the fire chief were actually standing over her. We didn't know. Really? Um, and they found her later. But, yeah, she was like running out the front door. And that was the last time anybody saw her. And uh, just devastating. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Build a house on a you know, on a flood zone or on a mudslide area. Sure, that'll work. And the same with Malibu or those beach houses that are built on toothpicks, you know, right there on the edge of the world. Um, it's just stupid. <laughs> I know. And now, and now we're seeing fires, though, in these neighborhoods like Santa Rosa where those blocks and blocks and blocks of just right. homes burn, you know. And there's that whole thing about, you know, that little thing that nobody wants to talk about global warming mm -hmm. you know i mean Which i don't care real. i don't care if you think it's man-made or not man-made it's still happening but alaska <laughs> just had the the hottest record days of there's people that are moving from areas and i mean alaska and you know little alaska, islands are disappearing yeah and the polar bears are standing in one paw on one piece of ice that's mm -hmm. left i mean it's it's crazy that it's yeah, happening that's a whole nother that's yeah, a whole nother topic it's a whole nother topic on but, on, but but because of global warming whether you believe it however it's caused it's still happening so you got to prepare for it because i think we're just going to be seeing bigger fires right we're going to be seeing crazier fires crazier because that redding fire 
they said that fire behavior was something that they had never ever seen before because there was a fire tornado that happened that was that was equivalent of an f5 wow. that took out that whole neighborhood because a fire can start its own atmosphere right exactly right yeah, it was the equivalent of an F5 tornado that took out that th- those thousands of homes there in Reading. Wow. They said they had never seen fire behavior I've never, like that. I don't remember, and um, our family's been up here in Yuba County since 70s, and I don't remember any time in my life up here, any time at all, where the wind was that strong. It was crazy. 65 miles an hour. I mean, that's... I remember that day. Yeah. It, yeah, it was blowing. I mean, I remember just before, you know, I got yelled at for the umbrella, um, I was in a freaking fetal position laying upstairs. I was like a little bitch laying there about ready to start crying and look for a binky because I was scared. The, wind scares the shit out of me. And I don't know about y'all, but it's, it's crazy. I, you know, if I don't mind it raining, I don't yeah. mind hot weather. Well, I do, but I, but, but the, the wind, wind scares me. And, it, and especially now post-traumatic cascade fire syndrome because now right. you, you that wind whips up and oh. okay let's talk about pg and e can we talk about those oh, guys oh absolutely those motherfuckers <sighs> oh yeah. my god you know oh, yeah and they're, 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 they're putting, i think i don't know if they're being sarcastic or or just overly cautious lately and they're putting it on the consumer yeah you know let's put the, let's put all of our problems on the consumer <laughs> and just you know turn your shit off and when it's 110 <laughs> degrees for days and hours oh, or however, sure. however long it. they feel love like it. it love it and then and then when they do turn our shit on they're gonna okay now your bill's gonna be 600 bucks because you're gonna pay for our attorneys now you right know? well they just <laughs> did screwed. that to us they we're, just did that i know and we have no other choice. well we can go solar and we can completely go off the grid but you gotta have money to and do that. And we're not that. talking about the the guys that are out there on the line and and these poor guys that are working their asses no, it's off. No, the, it's the pencil pushers. We're not pushers. talking about those guys. Those guys are heroes. Okay. No, we're talking about corporate. My neighbor's one. Right. My neighbor's a PG&E corporate guy. Corporate decision making bullshit. Like, right. For instance, uh, when did that last little situation happen up here? Oh, uh, so there was information that the wind was gonna whip up. Okay. So the PG&E set a set a limit on the wind. If the wind gets over. 35 miles an hour we're gonna shut your power off and they and they called us all hours on the hour to tell us that and it never happened they never turned well they did for us they didn't turn ours off isn't that weird we got i got the same ones and i think we had more wind down where we were than you guys did so what happened was in the morning okay so on the day before the evening they were going to shut it off at nine o'clock at night and if the wind gets to certain no i'm looking out my window there's not a leaf moving on my bush okay on Really? The bush, the bush in the yard. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. Having never mind. That's so getting a visual, Denise. All right, go ahead. Um, don't, please. Right, I don't on. I wouldn't want to bestow that on anyone. But so yeah, there's not a leaf moving on this on the vegetation outside. And um they were like, Okay, we're good. They're not gonna do anything. Okay, we're good to go. Um, I did fill the gas cans, diesel cans you know, chicken food, hen house, dog food, whatever. Everything was, you know, ready just in case the power went off. Um, fill up your bathtub with water. That's another good tip, you know, if you're going to to fill the toilet. Because if, if you live in the country like we do, the well works on electricity. If they shut the power off, you're not going to have water. So fill up your bathtub, and then you can just scoop the water out of there. Just another little friendly tip. Good idea. Yeah. I didn't even that think way of that. You don't have to haul water in here. You could just take a big old pan and just fill up your tank of your toilet and you can so you just... got to take a big old dump. You can flush well, that baby, right? It goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I had to say it and though. God knows no one wants to 
because they never have uh, that hang whenever out. whenever the uh, the the um, Alex has to turn the water off for any reason. Right. It's always time when if I have to take If it's yellow, the big let ship. it mellow. If it's yeah. brown, flush it down. Right. Right? Yeah, but I had no water to flush it down, so I had to you know fill up the bathtub. If yeah, you think I know. It's coming, then fill the bathtub. I'm so. doing it. So um, it good is, tip. Yeah. So nothing no wind not a bit of wind not a, even a mere suggestion of wind and so like freaking clockwork which makes me think it's very political it's kind of like the fu public we're going to do this because we told you we were and this is our uh, this is our little gesture or whatever i don't know what the and see at my house was behind that it. day it was windy as hell right and, and they never turned and oh, they yeah, never they turned shut that, shit off they shut that shit off and uh it was off for hours and hours and hours and you know it sets people it sets some people suffer more than others. We have people with medical conditions. Oh my god! You know, god. I was so pissed off. And, and then, the, and then comes the helicopter flying over to check the lines. What possible damage could no wind have on a line? So they're flying over all the time. I felt like I was in Vietnam or whatever that <laughs> might have been like. And and these goddamn helicopters are flying, checking the line, making sure. And I'm like out there floating around in the pool, going, really, you know? Wow. So that's what happened, and that was just recently. Yeah. And they threatened to do it again. And I think we're going to have a lot of power outages for whatever reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the, and our bills are apparently PG&E is going to raise rates because everyone sued PG&E. They, um, I got my little notice in the mail if I wanted to file a claim, but I'd had to have shown a loss. Yeah. So I have no way to show a well, loss. Well, that's the other thing I learned and didn't want to have to learn this, but... If you have homeowner's insurance, it's called, I think it's called displacement costs. Mm-hmm, yeah. So like the Walmart trip and the dog food and yeah. the toiletries were get all that. covered by your homeowner's insurance. Just keep your receipts. Right. I yeah. Mean, a friend of mine, the, the one that evacuated from writing to my house, she got reimbursed for all that stuff. So yeah. that was kind of cool because they were out of their house for like a month. I mean, it was a long That's time. Crazy. It was crazy. They shut the highway two ninety nine down for outside of Reading. The whole highway was you shut never down know what for you weeks have until it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, I mean, so, so thousands of people were. Well, there's people still displaced out of the, the um, Paradise Fire. Right. They can't get back in there because it's still deemed you know toxic or whatever. Right. You know, I talked to a couple of people. A couple that did lose their home and a couple did not lose their home and the couple that did not lose their home wished that they did because they would have been a better situation because there's nothing left in that town. Oh, there's man. no infrastructure. There's no trees. So there's no like shit. A, now it's like a cabin in the woods that they can, free, you know, and, right. visit. And, and there's no um, water. And I think they did get the power up. But, you know, no, yeah, nothing is freaking the same. Mm-hmm. And their property value took a big giant mm-hmm. dump. So... If they had lost everything, they would have been in a better position because they would have got a big fat check and moved on with their life. You know, it's and now not, they're stuck there. None of these claims are reinventing the wheel with the insurance industry. Like when I, I you know, my job in doing the investigations I do are pretty, you know, you go out there and I've talked to several people and I, you know, they were all lost their home, you know, and um, talking to them, they're like, and I had to ask the question. So how streamlined or not was this, the process to get your, get your, uh, costs recovered and, and start rebuilding and oh yeah they're still j- making them jump through hoops this is not nothing this oh, is nothing new and and the, the, the insurance industry but these people are still waiting on this or waiting on that having to show this having to show that that's just bullshit you know come on I really? think it depends on your insurance company too some of these people have like these smaller companies that are kind of bullshitty right. um some friends that the, the people i talked to had farmers and they got paid right away and, and they but some of well, these people, some of these, have. some of these people have like these little weird ones, Bob's, you know, Bob's insurance yeah. company. And they get canceled too. They yeah. can't, hi, know. I'm Bob. I'll put your policy, uh, over here by the, right in my desk drawer. Yeah. Next to the, my, <laughs> you know, 
Uh, well, I went around Lottery my house. And I called my insurance agent because I have State Farm, and she told me she goes, the best thing you could do um, is to go around your house with a video camera mm -hmm. and video everything. You open up drawers, open up closets. I mean, every nook and cranny of your house, and to just get a good video and put that shit up. I in just the, took a picture of all my the valuables, cloud. the things that the things that are valuable i took pictures of them with their serial numbers and all their yeah. specs and everything and you file them away you have them have that info in more than one location i put so. it yeah i put mine up in the cloud and some other places yeah and, and yeah because when it comes down and you lost everything then you know exactly what you had i just want to mention the the cloud for just a moment oh yes the yeah cloud. the cloud rained scary, on me but place. it didn't rain my info <laughs> I forgot about your experience cloud. with the cloud. Clown, your clown, clown cloud. Your cloud was a thunder cloud. My clown cloud was off duty. My clown <laughs> cloud, my <laughs> Apple iCloud that's supposed to hold your info that I kind of remember if I backed up just before I lost my <sighs> goddamn iPhone. Uh, anyway, I lost, lost the iPhone. Okay. Everything that makes me function and perform uh, was in that little phone. So... Uh, yeah, I need, now I get, I'm waiting for my new phone. This is like a little funny, you know, because country living, you can relate. So I'm waiting for my new iPhone. So, and I, as I remember, it said needs a signature required. Now my driveway is like 50 yards long. You know, the gate's locked. I got horses. I don't just want anybody bumping in here. So I historic, you know, historic occasion for us left the gate open all day long for UPS to come in with my iPhone so that I can sign for it disrupted my life dogs locked up everybody's on lockdown horses are put up this and that waiting all day never leave the gate open ever um ups so what what happens so i'm sitting there and the dogs start barking oh my phone's here no a car full of jehovah's witnesses pull up <laughs> they've been waiting for i should have bought a lottery they've ticket. been waiting for oh, years for that gate waiting to up open. on the hill for that goddamn gate sorry they goddamn. had you anyway. on, they had a what? telescope oh yeah oh. that that gay girl down there we're gonna get her someday yeah, we're gonna gate, get her the gates open go suit up <laughs> so here they come okay so i open the door all excited about my phone oh god help me sorry no pun intended so this nice guy gets out of the car hi i said hi what can i do for you um, he hands me a pamphlet about some, uh, and I'm not knocking Jehovah's Witnesses to each his own again, but not really a religious person, more spiritual. So I, he hands me this thing. I look at it, take one second for me to look at him and go, hey, no thanks. He didn't put up any kind of a fight. He just said, okay, ma'am. And he got back and I go, you guys have a nice day. Okay. I catch everything coming in that the wind blows in except my goddamn iPhone. <laughs> so what's UPS do? So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this thing's supposed to be delivered by a certain time. Oh yeah, I see, I look at I squint my eyes, I look down my driveway, and I'm like, there's a box inside my open gate, ten feet within the you know, along the driveway behind a tree sitting there. So like, it didn't need like your a, signature? Like an in like a like an Easter egg hunt kind of a thing. <laughs> Apparently not. So he, he instead of taking the opportunity, the the historical opportunity of the gates open and we can go all the way to her house. Oh the JW has found our way down your driveway. Oh yeah. They were big as hell. Yeah. And in fact, um, I've had Mormons come in and uh, breach the security, as it were. And I'm reading the newspaper on my porch. This is a long time ago. And I know I'm a mile away with the white shirts and the ties. Poor guys, you know, they're just trying to spread the word. And, and you know, and hey, I don't have anything against them. But you came through a gate. You, you, uh, you got out of your car to open a gate. The gate's closed for a reason. If you don't have an appointment with me, I'm sorry. I live in the country. I like my privacy. But they come up and 
start talking. I'm like, yeah, I grew up in Utah. I kind of know the gig. So have a nice day. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know? Right. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Felicia. S- yeah. So yeah. Didn't get the phone delivered oh, to the door, but I got UPS. the religious message freaking. delivered right to my doorstep. <laughs> UPS did the same thing to me. I think it was, I think it's hilarious because we were talking about this. It was the same damn day. And I had my gate open because I was expecting this big canvas, this big picture, and it was going to be a big package. Had that damn gate open all day. Had the dog put away, you know, everybody put away, gate open. In utter anticipation. And I'm going, where's my package? It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. I get the binoculars. I'm looking down at the gate. I'm like, motherfucker, there's my package (laughs) right there at the gate, just inside the gate. It's but like a it's like dude, a cat it's like a cat sneaking in and taking a crap in a room and running dr- out. <laughs> I've got a circular driveway. Drive down the driveway. You can make a big loop yeah. and come right out the driveway. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I think god. I think I think one day I think it was UPS. As a matter of fact, I think one day they were perched surveilling my house, playing games. Because I swear to God, that's what I thought at the time. I was so mad. I thought, okay, I'm waiting for this. So I kept missing them. They kept sticking a note on my gate. You know, short of camping out at the end of my driveway, I, I live in the country. Okay, let's get it together. Okay, leave it inside the gate. That's okay to do. I've told them that numerous times. I swear to God, I go, oh God, I got to go to the store. God forbid I'll be gone for 10 minutes. Go down the store, right? Come back. There's a sticker on my gate. How the hell did I miss you? You must have been watching me from afar <laughs> and waiting and <laughs> laughing your asses off somewhere. You know, I'm like, you're kidding me. Because basically what that means to this country, ghosts. folks, is that we probably got to drive 20 miles to the post office to get that thing. Oh my God. So back to fires. Do you get, um, you, I have to pay that annual fee every year for Cal Fire. You're paying that. I think everybody does now. Um, I think it goes zone. to, the, we pay extra yeah, <laughs> on top of our tax that we pay for fire protection. But um, yeah. it goes to like uh, some weird state agency. I, it, it goes to the Franchise Tax Board. They're the ones that manage it. Yeah, Yeah, that's weird. Isn't that ironic? (laughs) So you get me twice. When I when I was doing asset forfeitures for the state, which is basically you go in there, you know, you're not going to pay us taxes. We'll come into your business and uh, force you to open your cash register and take the money. It's a levy, so you go in there and take the money. And I hated doing them. And you go into these businesses, and my partner and I would go like in San Francisco, all these different. Like we went into a liquor store. Go in there. Uh, it's called a till tap. We're tapping your till. So the, the, the liquor store owner goes, oh, great. I just got, you know, somebody robbed me at gunpoint last week. Now the state's robbing me again. Great. Go ahead. Take what you want. You know, take, take it all. And now Denise has to leave her, her, uh, binder there. So we leave, we're all, we're all slinking away. Like, you know, feeling like we need to go home and take a shower. So I'm like a mob. That's like protection money. It is. It's like, you know, we're hitting the businesses, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll break your legs. Right. So I got to call this guy and go, uh, he goes, yeah, I got your binder here. You can come back. I, I didn't throw it in the garbage. That was my first thought, but you know, so yeah, till taps, taxes, wow, fire fees. Um, California is a very expensive state. It is. And it's just going to keep getting more expensive with PG&E, all the wildland fires, floods. We kind of kind of got, got it all going on. Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of have it all going on here. With Lived through the 89 disasters. earthquake. Experienced that. And I worked that day. I remember it was really So muggy. you were in San Francisco yeah. during the Loma Prieta yeah. earthquake. Okay. Worked oh. day shift that day. Crap. Got off at like three. Uh, I remember it was just un- it was just uncommon for the city to be that muggy and hot. Went home to Daly City, which is 15 minutes down mm-hmm. the road. 
uh, you know, got comfortable, watched my tape soap opera, had my dog there. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then the first thing, I don't know why, I called my mom who lived up here where I am now and said, I'm okay that I know that we just had an earthquake. So I just want to, you know, call you while I could because I'm going to go right back to work. And she's like, well, thank you for calling. And I'm like, okay, you're probably going to. And sure enough, there was so much bad Im- uh, misinformation coming out. Right. People in the East Coast, people in other parts besides the Bay Area thought that the whole city was on fire. Yeah. Or they thought that the whole town collapsed, and so which was I, untrue. I and was it was in, crazy. I was in L.A., and my sister was living in the Oakland Hills, and I, was, I got a hold of my brother-in-law. Five minutes after the earthquake hit, I was able to get a hold of him, and then the phones went in, and that was it. I had no more communication Rock with them. Rockridge? Um, it was Loma Prieta. Oh, well, okay. They, they were in, living in the Oakland Hills. And, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, Sorry. and yeah. Um, and here's another thing, too. Working in a downtown situation in an office, I had been lived through, lived through 9-11, stranded downtown. Have a go bag at your office mm-hmm. because one of my friends was an attorney downtown San Francisco during Loma Period, and she didn't have comfortable shoes to wear. She had to walk for blocks and blocks and blocks. You know, to get out of the downtown area to get to where she could get picked up. But all the gay and, women were good because they always wear comfortable. See, shoes. yeah, you know, <laughs> you're a lawyer with those pumps, man. Ain't working out for working out What's for you pump? so well, right? <laughs> so yeah, those sensible, sensible shoes. But yeah, but food, keep food in your desk. So I, you know, when I worked downtown Sacramento in a high rise. I kept like this little, I remembered what she said, like she didn't have any snacks and she had mm-hmm. any food and it was like just starving and she had to walk for blocks and, and hike basically in her high heels. And I thought, yeah, you know, that sucks. So when it happened, 9-11 happened, I was stranded downtown in my office. We all got evacuated and I rode a commuter bus all the way to Sacramento from Yuba County. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and there was so much miscommunication. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if the, the commuter bus was going to come back for us. So I now was, this was when you were working for, uh, right. Th- at that time I was in the U S bank building, worked for the department of, um, managed healthcare. I was working for that. I was going to say, cause, uh, uh, well, during nine 11, if you work for DMV, that would be the second target. I'm sure yeah, they would have no. flown a plane but right into the headquarters. It was crazy because we didn't know what was going on and we came out of that they evacuated the whole building because we were in a high rise of course everybody they're all freaked out so the whole building was evacuated we were dumped out on the street just in time to to be faced with all these cops in riot gear mm-hmm. and we're like what's going on i mean yeah. we knew what was going on but we're just like holy Apocalypse shit now. what's going on here you know <laughs> right alex was alex was unable to come get me because he was stranded somewhere else i mean it was just chaotic and I mean, I did have my tennis shoes, but I thought, oh my God, you know, if you're stranded without, you know, businesses well, you know, closed, during, you couldn't get food because everybody closed down. All of downtown right. Sacramento was completely vacated. Well, we didn't even, the police, uh, state police, CHP got a line on some food right away. I don't know how come that happened, but we didn't, they didn't have any vendors ready for us to go eat. We, we didn't even know where we were going to eat. Um, and we were working like hours and hours of overtime and, and just there. But, you know, the San Francisco and Oakland got cut off from each other. And so people that lived in the East Bay uh, or people that lived in the Bay Area, vice versa, got cut off. They couldn't go home because the Bay Bridge was down. So and then the um, Cypress section of 880 was collapsed. Right. So, you know, people, you know, I um, live on the other side. I don't have a bridge to go over. I live um, San Mateo County at the time. So I wasn't separated. I could go home back and forth. But people were stranded on one side or the other. And it was crazy. And people were uh, um, being told to stay away because there was no looting problem. Well, there were looters all really quick. 
all night long we went to San Francisco cop calls. We went to calls all night of people breaking in, just taking advantage of the situation. Oh, um, talk about looters here when you were evacuated. So <laughs> I know you were kind of a little afraid of that because there's some sketched people that live up in here in this, these hills and they take advantage, right? Well, there's cockroaches that live on my street. Let's just get Okay, to, yeah. let's get right to the point. You've got yeah. cockroaches right on the street. So they, which that's snuck a concern. Back in, they went, or, that snuck back in. Um, I couldn't get back in, but they snuck, but she snuck back in. The and cockroaches I know what snuck back is. in. Yeah. So they were back in and I was dying because I just wanted to protect my place and right. my neighbor's places. There's a couple of neighbors that did not evacuate, which are now that we look back, are, we're grateful for. I was worried for them, but they were armed gunmen patrolling the, the neighborhood, which was comforting, um, that we're keeping an eye on it, you know, mm-hmm. because... You know, at that point where you're vulnerable like that and you're thinking that you're susceptible to getting your stuff ripped off, not only just burned down, but now we got to worry about thieves. Right. Yeah, it's nuts, you know, and I'm like, you know what? All those tweakers, man, they come out of the woods, man, and they're just like, oh. woohoo. Oh, yeah, you know. Time to go shopping. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's tweaks, sad. Tweaks and freaks and God. whatever um, that are desperate and mm-hmm. uh, not thinking in a yeah they busted way. a bunch up in the paradise fire and I'm like, oh my did god, they really scumbags did they? oh yeah and they showed their pictures and they're total tweakers you yeah. know i was like oh my god really yeah, what kind of a what cockroach are you sip, sipped in through the ashes of somebody's you know looking for that diamond ring Life. or whatever right oh right my god but yeah i mean so i guess the more more the the moral of our whole podcast here is just you know preparedness and mm-hmm. that sometimes you just get it takes a drill. Sp- it takes- spoken for people that have been in it and know what yeah. it feels like. It takes a drill and you realize, oh shit, I kind of failed that. And don't mow your lawn when it's hot and there's no and there's wind and you have dry grass because your lawnmower blade's gonna strike a rock and it has ruined more than one person's life. Yeah, that's what started the fire by our house was these guys were mowing. Yeah. It's and- six o'clock at in the evening, hotter the hottest part of the damn day, and they're mm-hmm. mowing uh tall, dry grass. Well, my neighbor down here decided to do that. And the poor lady that lived in the mobile about 50 feet away from him was in just minding her own business. And he was mowing and it sparked a fire, a grass fire, which traveled to her propane tank, which what we have out in the country, propane tanks, which is just a big barrel of flammable and hit that thing and blew that propane tank up and caught her mobile on fire. She barely made it out of the front door with her life. She got severely burned. Oh, my God. Um, so you think that you might feel a little bad about mowing it that day. You know, can you imagine what this guy's wow. thinking about? She, at places no more. She couldn't rebuild. I, she probably didn't have any insurance. And uh, I don't know what the deal was. But wow. um, I don't see him mowing anymore, jackass. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, you know, and I've had, we've had new people live up, move up here recently. And my other neighbor walked over and kindly said, hey, you shouldn't mow when the grass is that dry and uh and they're like oh we're fine you know no you're we're not you know so that's the other thing i know that there's been a topic about how how much teeth can you have to to get your neighbors to not do things that causes well this guy this one guy behind us he's burnt three houses down like it was two years ago he was getting his mail on his little quad and pulled up into the tall grass Mm. started a grass fire windy that day burned Three of his neighbors' houses down. Wow, that's that the other fast. thing. Vehicles right your, behind your, us. Your exhaust, your catalytic mm-hmm. converter gets hot, catches stuff on fire. Happens a lot. Um, you got to think about that stuff when you live in the, you know, in the cutting firewood, chainsaws, right? Sparks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could. I, there's been times where I wonder because I'm out there trying to start a bonfire and I'm throwing everything on it but the dog, 
to try to get it to go. But if you go out there and, and you look at a weed wrong and it'll burst into it'll flames, be- <laughs> you know, it's like, what is up with that? Um, it just depends on how much humidity is in the air and all that fire stuff well, all that you, fire that's, that's science all that fire stuff that's science. your domain yeah i know nothing yeah i just like to burn stuff but i do yeah if it's there's zero humidity it's, it's like low house. humidity hot temperatures wind now you've got oxygen that's feeding it and you've got fuel and you've got problems and if you're burning something problems. paper don't burn paper paper flies through the air put like an incredible it. yeah speed. Put, it, put it in a burn barrel and put a screen on right. it right that's why they do that that's why there's a screen on a yeah. burn barrel if you guys have ever seen that but because those those lightweight materials burn and they fly in the air and they catch your neighbor three blocks down place on fire. Right. All right. Well, I'm getting my go bag going. I'm my, scared, my, frankly scared to death right now. I'm just trembling just thinking about just <laughs> in my list. No, in my it's list just, you know, of, my list of shit. Be you know, and, well, it just depends on how much time you have. You know, sometimes you got to leave the family heirlooms. You know, you just you mm-hmm. got to just get out with your life. My friend mm-hmm. Linda of the Santa Rosa. It was the same fires at same time your fire happened burned uh, you know santa rosa and all that area napa mm-hmm. area same winds burnt that she literally only got out with her life her car keys in her hand that was wow. it the fire the fire was up at her window and she was literally got out with her car keys in her hand wow. and that was it well, and her whole neighbor, house burnt down my a friend of mine um who's more friends with our, our neighbors literally arrived at their house in his underwear wow drove fled their place burned down fled with their lives with nothing but their skivvies yeah and sometimes you know? that happens man you just it's you got to make that decision get out when they say get out get the fuck out yeah. because that fire will move so fast mm-hmm. and you will die of smoke inhalation i was gonna say yeah you might not catch on fire but you will you your will, lungs are gonna you're suffer. gonna die of smoke inhalation because there are people that got lucky jumping in pools and some people that didn't get lucky jumping in mm-hmm. pools because they got killed they were killed by the smoke inhalation they and were in there all night. That was uh, there was a couple of them. There was a, one couple that didn't survive, and there's a couple that did. Yeah, it's terrible. Because yeah, smoke inhalation is no joke. Well, what are we going to talk about on the next? Okay, podcast? so the next one, um, we're going to have we're going to talk about we're going to have the vet. Yeah, Doctor Speck is going to um, give some really in heat related information on animals and the heat. Um, also talk about um, rattlesnake uh, antivenom. Um, you know uh, how often to do the west nile shot things that people horsey people and dog people animal people should know perfect yeah all right okay we've been on here for whoo i think record time almost 48 minutes or for 50 i don't know better start snipping away at that <laughs> i know <laughs> editing to do all right until next time thanks for listening to ranch, ranch girl rants, rants.